Good morning, ladies and germs. Today we're going to be talking about vascular and immunologic manifestations of infective endocarditis. So we've got both vascular phenomena and immunologic phenomena. So the vascular phenomena include systemic emboli, such as those that cause cerebral, pulmonary, or splenic infarcts. So systemic emboli leading to cerebral, pul pulmonary, or splenic infarcts. Mycotic aneurysm. And uh, another vascular phenomena is Janeway lesions, which are macular, erythematous, non-tender lesions on the palms and soles. So Janeway lesions, macular, erythematous, non-tender lesions of the palms and soles. And then as far as immunologic phenomena, you've got Osler nodes. Those are painful, violaceous nodules seen on the fingertips and toes. So Osler nodes are painful and they're immunologic. Roth spots are also immunologic phenomena. They are edematous and hemorrhagic lesions of the retina. So Roth spots are edematous and hemorrhagic lesions of the retina. So infective endocarditis involves the endocardial surface and is primarily caused by bacteria. So bacteria such as Staph aureus and Viridans group strep Patients may develop uh, acute, subacute, or chronic manifestations of endocarditis. So you can either get acute, subacute, or chronic endocarditis. Um, and manifestations include the following. So you have nonspecific symptoms, direct cardiac effects, immunologic response, and infectious metastasis. So to talk about those manifestations more, the nonspecific symptoms, we have fever, weight loss, malaise, myalgias, and arthralgias. The direct cardiac effects are going to be valvular insufficiency and heart failure. So that presents as dyspnea, cough, and edema. So that's again, direct cardiac effects are valvular insufficiency and heart failure, leading to dyspnea cough, and edema. You also get immunologic response. So you can get positive rheumatoid factor, which is possibly due to antibody production. You can get immune complex mediated glomerulonephritis, which leads to hematuria and red cell casts, and cutaneous manifestations, including Osler nodes, which are painful fingertip nodules. So just to repeat, the immunologic response, you get a positive rheumatoid factor sometimes. Immunal, immune complex mediated glomerulonephritis leading to hematuria and red cell casts and cutaneous manifestations including Osler nodes, which are painful fingertip nodules. As far as infectious metastasis, you can get wide-reaching septic emboli that can reach the brain, vertebral bodies, spleen, and lung. Laboratory studies often show a normocytic anemia with elevated erythrocyte sedimentation rate or elevated ESR. 
So you confirm the diagnosis using the modified Duke criteria and also by obtaining blood cultures to identify the causative organism, followed by echocardiography to identify the vegetation if blood cultures are positive. So just to talk about the modified Duke criteria, uh, so there are diagnostic criteria and then clinical findings that I'm going to talk about with the Duke criteria. So there are two major criteria. Um, one of them is a blood culture positive for a typical microorganism such as Staph aureus, Enterococcus, or Strep viridans. And another, the other major criteria is an echocardiogram showing valvular vegetation. As far as the minor criteria, uh, there are six minor criteria. One is predisposing cardiac lesion. Uh, the second one of the minor criteria is IV drug use. Third minor criteria is a fever or a temperature greater than 38 degrees Celsius or 100.4. The fourth minor criteria is going to be embolic phenomena. The fifth minor criteria is going to be immunologic phenomena like glomerulonephritis. And then the last uh, minor criteria is a positive blood culture not meeting above criteria. So you can either have definite infective endocarditis or possible infective endocarditis according to the Duke's criteria. So definite infective endocarditis is going to be two major or one major and three minor criteria. So definite infective endocarditis, two major or one major and three minor criteria. Possible infective endocarditis includes one major and one minor criteria or three minor criteria. So possible infective endocarditis is one major criteria plus one minor criteria or three minor criteria. And then as far as clinical findings of infective endocarditis, you have fever greater than 90% of the time, you have a heart murmur 85% of the time. You have petechiae. This is less than or equal to 50% of the time. You have subungual splinter hemorrhages less than 50% of the time. Osler nodes and Janeway lesions less than 50% of the time. Neurologic phenomena, which are embolic, less than 40% of the time. You have splenomegaly less than 30% of the time and you have Roth spots, which are those retinal hemorrhages <clears throat> less than 5% of the time. So the educational objective for this question was that infective endocarditis can cause acute, subacute, or chronic symptoms. Manifestations are often nonspecific, such as fever, fatigue, myalgia, arthralgia, cardiac, such as dyspnea, immunologic, such as glomerulonephritis or Osler nodes, and embolic. So laboratory studies usually show a normocytic anemia and dramatic elevations in ESR. And there you have it, folks. Infective endocarditis and Duke's criteria.